Now, here's tonight's host of Sports View. Hello and welcome to Sports View. I'm your host, Jaden Taylor. And on the first half of today's show, I am joined by two members of the Marshall men's soccer team. Men, if you'd like to introduce yourselves. Hi, Colin Masayunas from uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. Hi, I'm Jan Eric Leinholz from Germany, Kassel. And through this segment, we will go through and talk about the season with them. And then in the second half of today's show, we will have the women's soccer team joined by a Marshall men's soccer player, Ryan Cert. The So the first thing I want to talk about with you all is, you know, so far this season there's been much success, you know, with a record of 11-1-3. and um, You've picked up uh, ranked wins against Akron and James Madison as well. And, of course, had a couple ties with WVU and Kentucky, all very solid soccer teams. Um, how do you, you know, how do you come into the season and still have success and not get uh, caught up in just celebrating last year's success? Either, either one of you. Yeah, I mean, I think that was um, coming into the season, that was always going to be the biggest challenge, was kind of resetting and reframing our goals again. Um, but I think the, the makeup of our team and, and, and our coaching staff and all that, I think we were always kind of just striving to, to do the best we can. And, and you know, we won, and, and now that's kind of on the back shoulder, and, and we want to do it again. I mean, we, we enjoyed it, obviously, so we would love to, to experience all of that again. And I want to mention as well, uh, with you know the COVID nineteen pandemic still going on, we do have protocols here, so that's why you know you'll be seeing uh, myself and uh, these men flip back, flip back and forth, keeping our social distance. So make sure everyone stays safe. Just want to add that caveat to it. Um, but specifically, uh, I want to get into the uh, last few games in particular. Um, just coming down the home stretch here. Um, as we, you know, are going to hit into more postseason action for you all, um, and more specifically the South Carolina game. Uh, just talk to, um, you know, the listeners and viewers uh, how difficult of a game that was and how you all were able to persevere and come out on top. Yeah, it was a really, really tough game because um, we had to win the game in South Carolina to give us the opportunity to win the regular season at FIU against FIU. Um, and obviously, like how the game went, it was not in our favor with the red card early. I think it was 11th minute. But um, everybody on the team was so determined to win this game, and I think we fought in incredibly hard. And um, at the end, um, everything worked out, and I think we really deserved the win. Um, and then I want to also ask too, you know, with FIU uh, coming up this Friday, uh, they are ranked, I believe, number 19. Uh, you know, how do you get yourself prepared for such a big game? Obviously, this is not something that you all aren't used to going back to last season, but um, how do you stay hungry uh, at this critical point in the season? Yeah, I think preparation-wise, it helps to have the experience that we have playing, obviously, a lot of really big games. Um, so we can kind of look back and use that experience to, you know, do some of the same things to, to prepare and, and just be ready for the game. Um, you know, in terms of being ready for it, you know, this is the this is going to be the biggest game of the season so far. Um, we want to repeat the the regular season, so I think, you know, everybody's just really excited and and ready to go for it. Yeah, but um, just we don't have to do anything special just because it's uh, basically the final for the regular season. We have to play how we played the last games and um, 
be confident and obviously enjoy the moment and yeah it's not not towards the end of the season it's like just the next step because we will have another couple of games after that uh another question that i'd like to ask is that with both of you all being uh, seniors on the team um and really overall the team is kind of senior heavy um you know how much leadership goes into a season like this where like i mentioned before obviously winning the national championship and then coming into the season having to stay hungry um, how much have you all preached to uh to some of the some of the younger guys that are on the team to continue to strive for greatness i mean the senior players uh, or how my, my approach is always that i lead by example i'm not really um talkative uh but i think our seniors and captains we have a great mixture with pedro who's like really our leader on the pitch and who's can talk much and then we have me who's leading by example and makes uh, kind of the same so we have a good mixture and um obviously the guys who are coming in they're hungry um everybody's fighting for spots um fighting for minutes and that's how it should be and speaking of minutes both of you all have played a girthy amount i'd say of minutes um and i know that there's a lot of conditioning and training that goes into not just the sport of soccer but specifically at the collegiate level uh, there's lots of tracking and lots of um just other things to manage your all's fitness um how do you stay replenished and stay ready for down the stretch here yeah i mean it's uh it, we're really lucky to be honest our our staff is amazing our um our coaching staff you know knows a lot about recovery and and training properly and and preparing your body for games and and after games as well and our training staff is amazing and you know the facilities here at Marshall are are as good as it gets really in terms of recovery equipment and all that um we have everything we could really need so you know that makes it all definitely a lot easier for us and so and then i want to get into some personal uh specifics as well uh yan you coming in and immediately making an impact has a freshman as well and still continuing to make that impact even into your senior season uh, you know describe to me and to the listeners and viewers as well describe to me uh you know what it's been like just your overall career at Marshall you know watching has a fan and has a viewer of your all's team watching you all grow from season to season just speak to that growth that you all have had um yeah i really enjoy and enjoyed my time here at marshall it's was one of the best choices i ever made in my life so far um yeah I, i the thing for me i came in as a freshman i was already 21 years old and i already played uh on the men in the men's league back home in germany so i had a little bit more experience and maybe other freshmen who came in and um obviously I, i wanted to learn i wanted to get better and with our coaches with petsa kress uh alex fedovich at the time and now josh um they taught me so much more and uh yeah i just try to be hungry because you never be perfect so there's always more space and more uh, more to learn and colin for you you know you're a senior as well but on a team that's so full of international uh players you are the lone player from the state of West Virginia uh on that national championship team and here you are again uh you know 
speak to just maybe uh, maybe a pr- sense of pride or however you may feel just being that member on that team? Yeah, I mean, I take a huge pride in it. To be honest, you know, we joke about it kind of a lot about uh, being, you know, the one of the Americans is playing and and being the guy from West Virginia. But it, it really does give me a lot of pride. Um, and it's an honor to be, be able to kind of represent the state on that level. Um, you know, there's been few and far between opportunities, I think, to get to do that. And I was lucky enough to, to get a chance to do that. And it was amazing, really. And, you know, for anyone who, you know, may be growing up in the area or just anywhere along amongst the state, of course, you from Morgantown, so a little bit away from Huntington, but from anyone who's watching, you know, you all play from last year and this year as well, um, who may be in-state uh, from West Virginia and has some of the same similar or has similar goals and aspirations as you, you know, what would you tell you know, someone who's younger and striving to be in the position that you are? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of difficulties that come with being from a smaller state um, like West Virginia and a place where for, you know, most of most of the time it hasn't been one of the most popular sports. Um, obviously, we see now with how much it's growing really rapidly, um, which has really excited me. But it's really my best advice would just to be, you know, realize that sometimes there's there's fewer opportunities or, you know, you may be considered a little bit lesser initially. But um, you know, obviously, it, it definitely is possible and it's possible to to play with and, and around the best players. So, And then, Jan, obviously, you've taken a different path to reach here, uh, playing over in Germany before even reaching to America to play for Marshall. Uh, you know, maybe do you want to speak to your experience? Uh, obviously, it's far different from uh, Collins, but just speak to your experience as someone that's uh, not from here but is still, you know, made a second home here. Yeah, I think going to America and play college when you're an international, I think it's a great opportunity opportunity to stretch your career a little bit more. Um, if you don't make it to the professional level, and for me, example, Germany, right out the academy, um, and maybe not ending up where you think you could be, then um, going to college in America is probably one of the best options. Not Not just because to learn more and become a better soccer player, but also... Um, get a degree and yeah it's a unique experience and um, yeah I just can recommend to do it if you need a new challenge in your life and this question goes for both of you all but what you know besides obviously the national championship what um, sort of things have you all appreciated about your all's experience thus far uh, at Marshall Whoever would like to go first. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> um, in this last three and a half years now, I met so many people from different countries. Uh, so I learned a lot of, I learned a lot about other cultures. Um, obviously, I learned a lot about West Virginia, the culture here, um, the people, um, the traditions, the food, everything. Basically, kind of tried, like I soak in, in everything I can. Um, and then I'm also really lucky that I can do my degree in marketing besides playing soccer. And I'm just really proud that uh, to see how this development of this program yeah, was from when I came in 2018 to now, 2021. It's been, been a ride and I'm really, really proud to be part of it. Yeah, I mean, my experience has really just been amazing. Um, 
you know, starting the start of my my fifth year now. Um, so I've obviously been here a long time, and honestly, I can't really remember life before Marshall. To be honest, it feels like you know Marshall is in a large part my family, and I've met so many amazing people from all around the world, and you know, just people that bring different characteristics and new experiences, and you know, I think I've been really lucky to to get to experience that and enjoy that for for five years now. So, and you know, speaking to those experiences. Um, you know, this season, how does it compare um, to last as far as the regular season goes? Obviously, you all went on a run in the tournament, but as far as regular seasons compare, um, how do these last season and this season match up for you all? Um, this season is different because we have a target on our back. Everybody's hunting us. The expectation went from here to here. Um, and at the beginning of the season, we had to find ways to deal with it and to be honest it was tough um the preseason game didn't turn out as we wanted and then the f the start of the season didn't really turn out how we wanted it but we fixed everything and um i think we really came back to new strengths and gained more skills on the way um yeah but it was just in so last year in 2021 it was more that we hunting everybody else. Everybody said we were the underdog, and so there was less pressure on us. Um, yeah, that's that's what I say. It's a big difference that we have the target on our back now and higher expectations. Yeah, I think um, definitely we knew it was going to be more challenging just because every week is is going to be our opponent's biggest game of the year, more than likely. Um, so we had to be ready to play like it was the the national championship every single game because essentially it was for for every opponent we faced so that definitely made the, the entire stretch of the the regular season you know definitely a little more taxing and a little more challenging did you feel that uh even though obviously not every team you play is ranked but that doesn't mean that those teams may not be just as challenging as another team that is ranked uh, did you feel that intensity and pressure from schools that maybe last season or the season before maybe didn't bring as much intensity and heat to the comp to the game and to the competition, but now with that target on your back, you know, you feel that sense of pressure just from, you know, not just teams that you maybe ranked up with, but also uh, maybe teams that you wouldn't consider has competitive before. Yeah, definitely. I felt that um, for sure there's been, you know, some games where I feel like normally in the past, maybe if we would have scored and went up a goal or two, some teams would, would put their heads down, but you know, that definitely doesn't happen anymore. Teams are trying to take advantage of, of every moment, I think, to, to you know, beat up, beat up on us or, you know, do whatever damage they can and, and, and you know, try to pull out any kind of win or any kind of points against us they can. And yeah. Oh, go ahead. So, oh, yeah. And then if you take a look at the rankings, if you play against a team that is not ranked right now, they're the most dangerous to you because if you show weakness, maybe uh, get a tie or even lose the game, you drop massively in the rankings, and um, so you had to be spot on and yeah, play as good as we can and win the game, no matter what. And that type of um, attitude that you all both have towards the competition, um, you know, where does that stem from? Does that stem from things that maybe you all had just personally growing up, and that's just how you've been your whole life, or has it been uh, maybe Chris uh, Grassy, the head coach? Uh, maybe instilling some of that in you all as a team, or maybe both. 
Yeah, I think it's definitely a little bit of both. I think Chris has done an amazing job to kind of build the team that we have, and everyone has, you know, unique characteristics, but it, we all have, you know, very similar mindsets in terms of achieving achieving our goals and things like that. And, um, you know, Chris definitely leads the, leads the front line of that. Um, and I think, you know, when you have a group atmosphere that is as closely knit and stuff as ours, then you kind of start to sync up with your your goals and your attitude and all that stuff for for most of the time so and for you know getting more into specific strategy and you know not trying to make you all give away any type of game plan of course but um you know how do you all manage to continue you know such a stingy defense from last season to the to this season after having you know film on you all from last season how do you all manage to come into this season and throughout the entire season, you all overall have played pretty, pretty fair and pretty solid defense. Um, I would say repetition and doing a lot of video analysis, um, either with a team or individually, and um, going over how to defend over and over again and make sure that the whole defense or basically the whole team is on the same page as soon as we lose the ball that everybody knows that we either press play in a mid block depends on the opponent um yeah it, so everybody has to know what we're going to do and yeah everybody has to be switched on know the plays and then also individual individually quality plays a role too some people um just can read the ball better than others so they might do something on their own jump ahead but with the ball so it's like a mixture of having everybody on the same page and uh individual quality yeah, I think we've um, we've done well to kind of critique ourselves and be pretty tough on ourselves. I think it's helped a lot. Um, you know, we've done a lot of video sessions, I think, where we've watched, you know, quite a long set of videos of, you know, nothing but things we did wrong. And, and you just have to be able to kind of face that and, and, and figure out how to fix it rather than letting it kind of hurt your feelings or affect you in any way. And I want to go back through the season and highlight um, a couple of games. The first one I want to highlight, of course, not a uh, probably favor of your all's, is the Virginia Tech game. And how do you feel that, you know, since then, I think I believe it was on August 29th that game was, you know, how do you feel that you all have grown since then? And do you feel that you all are uh, prepared if you, you know, in a theoretical world, you all had to play them again? Do you feel like you would be more prepared this time as well? Yeah, 100%. Like, after I, after this game, I felt like, okay, boys, that's not good enough. Like, we have to step up. We played good um, for a decent amount of time, but you have to play 90 minutes. And we definitely didn't do that on this day. And we got punished. Right now, I would say, luckily, we got punished because we took a big lesson out of it. Um, and if we would play them today, I think we would win. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> Sometimes those are definitely the losses you need, um, especially, you know, already talking about what we talked about earlier with coming off the national championship and then our first game of the regular season winning 6-1 against a good JMU team. Um, you know, so we're our confidence was definitely pretty high and we were feeling pretty good about ourselves. So I think, you know, getting knocked back down just, you know, a few notches at the start of the season definitely wasn't a bad thing at all. So. And then I want to highlight next is the uh, Akron game as well. Um, you know, you all did find success in that game, um, but I know that one of the question marks uh, last season uh, was always the athleticism, especially during the tournament run. You know, a lot of teams and a lot of people 
who watched the tournament unfold uh, counted you all out a lot just due to the fact of just for athleticism, speed, and size. Uh, you know, Akron is one of the, I'd say, more speedier teams uh, that I've personally had a chance to watch. You know, how do you deal with a team that just has so much speed, uh, especially on fast breaks and getting out in the field? Yeah, counter prevention. <laughs> that's that's the uh, term we use every time. So as soon as you see that um, the ball can or might be lost or somebody might, may lose the ball, you have to already run back, basically. you have In your mind, you have to be, okay, I have to go back, I have to close the middle, like I have to make it tight to not uh, give the opponent or the striker or the winger any space. Um, and then it's also a lot of communication. So Colin is playing to my left. So he's probably most of the time screaming at me, come back or cover, cover me, whatever, or step. So yeah, and that comes back to repetition and knowing to do what, no, uh, know to do what to do in the situation. You have to know what you do in the situation, basically. Sorry. Um, yeah, and then you also have to challenge yourself and be confident in your actions. And how do you all? And I, oh, excuse me. Let me rephrase. I, I believe that you know a lot of you know either casual viewers of soccer. Um, especially ones that maybe you know watched you all have success in the national championship, and now this season they've really become invested in you all as a team. I think communication is one of those things, or one of the things about the game that uh, may not be highlighted very much, just because it's not talked about as much. But you know, speak to just how important that communication is on the offense and defensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, I mean it's huge. It's probably something that um, you know whether or not you can really hear it on TV with the with the crowd going or even in, in our stadium, um, if you can hear us, it's, you know, pretty much every minute of the game, I'm either talking to Jan Eric or Max in front of me or Nate to my left. Um, you know, I pretty much don't shut my mouth for, for <laughs> 90 minutes. Um, that's and true. Sometimes that's the most tiring part <laughs> of the game. Um, so it's definitely, it's a, it's a huge part of the game, I think, for sure. You forgot somebody who you talk to all the time. <laughs> the referees. The referees. <laughs> yeah, maybe too much sometimes. Sometimes too much, but it's okay. Uh, so heading into you know the matchup, you know fast forward now back up to speed, uh, the matchup against FIU. You know what is uh, without giving too much away. You know what's some of the game plan for heading into that contest? Um, we don't have to do anything special, just because it's the regular season final, um, that would be not a good idea. We have to do execute well, um, be switched on whenever they counterattack. They have fast wingers, uh, they have two guys who score a lot of goals, so we know what to expect from them. So we have to be switched on and then also I think we have to be really ice cold in front of the goal, using our chances and keep the ball as much as we can, um, you know, put the our stamp on the game and play our style. And what is that style that you that, you know that you speak of? You know, if you had to label it in some sort of, sort of fashion, you know, how would you all label your style of play? I would say really possession orientated, and then also um, kind of creative in the front third. Yeah, that's that's how I would say. Do whatever you want in the third 
first and the in the third front f third sorry and then uh, we really switched on and tied in the defense Colin do you have any other words for that besides what I think that's Giannis pretty said? accurate I don't want to um, speak the wrong words I think Chris likes to call it uh, positional possession style of play yeah <laughs> Positional some, possession. Some, some, possession. Something like that. Possession <laughs> penetration. Yeah. Just a lot of P words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do you all stay uh, prepared? You know, this is the regular season finale as you're about to go hit the stretch run. You know, how do you what do you what do you do to get yourself in the right frame of mind? Um I think now it's since we have uh just one game every week, um you have a lot of time to recover. I like to work out a little bit too to get moving during the week. Um, but also sleep is important. For me at least, I have to sleep a lot. Um, and then, yeah, just really listen to your body. Know what you have to do. Go to treatments. Take an ice bath. Um, drink a lot of water. Stuff like that. I think everybody has like his own individual routine they're doing. so. Whatever works best for the boys, I think they figured it out. Yeah, I think just taking care of yourself as, as well as you can physically, obviously, to recover. And then mentally, I think, you know, we were talking about if we um, if we get where we want to be this year, then that means we we need to go 8-0. Basically, we need to win the next eight games um, to do everything we want to win this year. So kind of mentally just reframing it um, in terms of that, just a eight-game season to go undefeated, I think, I think we can do it, so. And um, has a last message to Herd fans, of course. Um, you know, this game will be away down in Florida, but uh, the upcoming games, we may have some more games at home. And uh, obviously, you know, last season, a lot of Herd fans did travel for the tournament as well. You know, what's your all's message to Herd fans, whether they go to Marshall or they're just in the community, a big supporter? What's your all's message to them? Yeah, I mean, I think we're definitely going to try to pack the vet. It looks like. Um we should have some home games here for NCAA. Hopefully, um, fall goes well. Could possibly be all the way up until the uh, the College Cup. So, you know, get to Huntington and and come enjoy the game and come out and watch. So, yeah, if you have time, have nothing else to do, just come to our games and have a good time. And do you, will uh, Gorin be in the stands beating the drum as well? Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. He should be on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's been on the drum since the College Cup at the very least, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he's gotten pretty good at it. He's been doing it for a little while. <laughs> and now I want to remind that in the second half of the segment, Ryan Sirk will be joining the Marshall women's soccer team as well. We will step aside for a quick break, and when we return, we will have the second half of Sports U for you. I've been Jaden Taylor. It's been John Herrick-Leos. Colin Monsignor's as well. Thank you. Have a good day at work, honey. Remember, Billy has his first baseball game today. I'll be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Hey, Mike. Watch out for vehicles today because we weren't able to close off all traffic for the stretch of road we're resurfacing today. Tis the season for roadway construction. 
and according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, on average, negligent drivers cause 115 fatal occupational injuries at road construction sites per year. So, when you come across the orange cones and flashing lights, remember to slow down. Let's make certain our construction workers get home safe, so Mike can catch Billy's first baseball game. Hey, Dad! You made it! You made it! You made it! Keep your eye on the ball. This safe driving message has been brought to you by your friends at WMUL-FM. The student broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Marshall's cross-country team traveled to Charlotte, North Carolina for the Conference USA cross-country championship meet. On the women's side, the top finisher, Abigail Herring, made school history. She now has the best finish in the conference championship meet since Marshall joined Conference USA. Finishing ninth, her performance started with Michelle Strager, who in 1993 finished ninth at the Southern Conference Championship meet. Coach Kayla Bowen spoke on the women's team performance for the meet. Oh, I mean, I think everybody read really well. Obviously, Abby, didn't, we didn't really talk about goals as much, but I did tell her through a handwritten letter that I knew she could get in the top seven. And I knew that she, like, since I told her that she could, I knew she would try. And, I mean, she was right there the whole time, you know, between probably 6th through 12th. You know, it's just one big pack. And with, let's see, 500 to go, the pack was still there, still all intact. And she made a really good move to the front. So she ended up being, like, in, like, 6th or 7th place. And, you know, I, it was a beautiful move, but... The girls that were right behind her were super, super, super good. And I knew they were going to sit on her and outkick her. And she had to do that because I don't think she has a, the speed to match them. But I think it's what ultimately got her at ninth rather than like 12th because she needed to make a move to break off some of the others in the back of the pack. But still, it, it was a great run for her. And hopefully she has some con- like more confidence uh, with her race ability going into regionals. Um, you know, I, I, our my ultimate goal, like highest goal, I should say, was to get fifth on the women's side. Because just looking through results throughout the year, I was really hoping that we could beat UTEP, who was fifth. And there had to be a couple of things that needed to happen. Um, we really need uh, we needed to get our top nine in front of their five, which we did. And I thought we'd be a lot closer, but their top three were really good, <laughs> really good. And we just needed our two, three, and four to be a little bit closer to them. But, you know, ultimately, it was a great run, best we've ever done in school history. You know, it's, just, it's awesome seeing them get better and better each, each year. Joining Herring on the women's side, Kylie Edwards, who finished 40th, Sydney Smith in 49th, Julia Muller in 51st, Kali Jordan in 55th, Victoria Datsun in 60th, Madeline Garrison in 64th, Megan Ward in 67th, and Erica, Christ- and Erica Christopher in 73rd. On the men's side, the top finisher was Evan White, who placed in 32nd. He was followed by Jacob Barakas, who finished in 43rd, Jackson Snyder, who finished 48th, Brandon Wood, who finished 50th, Paul Sepulveda in 55th, Brett Armbuster in 59th, Kuzma Bowering in 60th, Kent B in 65th, and Wyatt Hanshaw in 77th. Coach Cale Bowen spoke on the men's team performance. And then on the men's side, didn't exactly have a set goal just because they've been a little more inconsistent. But I knew that we could beat the teams that we were, you know, in that little pack of like from 6 through 10. You know, everybody was really close in, in, in those teams. So I knew it was going to take a really good day to do that. And, you know, everybody performed pretty well. I think Evan, you know, probably could have, you know, he's fit enough to be in the top 21. But once again, he's been very consistent. Um, and then, you know, just watching Jacob progress throughout the year. Um, and you know, I think for next year, we'll probably have about two all-conference runners, which will you know, put us up in a little bit better position. 
But overall, everybody competed really well. They went after it. Uh, we didn't have anybody uh, sit back too long. You know, everybody was getting getting after it from the get-go. That's what we want. Marshall Cross Country will be back in action on November 12th for the NCAA Mid-Atlantic Regional, which is hosted by Lehigh University. For FM88 Sports, I'm Justin Zimmer. No score here at Camp Randall Stadium. Happy to have you along this Saturday afternoon. Back inside Reed Green Coliseum in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Bobby Eating Sportsside bringing you all tonight's action. Marshall Trail Southern Miss. On the sky deck from Downey Ficklin Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina. ECU leads the Thundering Herd. To the home center, Boone, North Carolina. Andrew Anspacker on board. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. WMUL-FM, Huntington. Hello and welcome back to the second portion of Sports View. I'm your host, Ryan Sirk. Joined alongside me is Meg Jarvis and Morgan White from the women's soccer team. And what, where do you guys go from here now that the season is over? Um, we actually just came out of a um, postseason meeting with the team and Sam, our strength coach, and our both of our assistant coaches just talking about moving forward with... Um, how we took this whole week off to just like, you know, gather ourselves, get back into the flow of just being students and not the student athlete portion and how um, we're going to take our, I want to say eight hours a week and still train and still do lifting. I think we have a 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. time slot. And you mentioned being a student athlete and now you get to finally be a student. Yeah. How difficult was it to be a student and an athlete at the same time? Um, very difficult just because, um, obviously due to COVID, we didn't have a fall, um, last year. So this is the first time, like we're back into the swing of a full fall, you know, two games a week for consecutive weeks straight. Like it's just hard to kind of balance both and stay focused. And Meg, for you coming in as a freshman, how was it to have to adjust to that? Um, it was quite difficult because we're not used to like, uh, going to class, going straight to practice after, it was a lot to manage. And with, like, homework, like, getting used to it, it was a lot. And it was, like, tiring at first. But, like, after a few months, you got used to it. And I know traveling, you, you both traveled quite a, quite a bit. So how was traveling impacting your schedule and having to do tests at, at a later time and all of that? Um, it was quite difficult because you were focusing on, like, the game. And then you still had to focus on, like, getting good grades as well. So it was, like, quite difficult to manage it all, but, like, we could work around it. And, Morgan, you've been a part of a spring season, so can you tell us a little bit about what the spring season is about? Um, spring season is really about just coming in with the f team that you had in the fall and just working on the things that you can improve on, like, that you can improve on that, like, you know, didn't work in the fall. And I know we have um, two freshmen coming in early, so that'll be new, like working them into like the team too and basically just building and progressing things that we want to work on to get better towards next fall too. And can you take us through a regular day for one of you throughout the fall season and then what it would be like normally for the spring season? Um, a regular day for me in the fall, uh, this fall, I, let's say like a Monday morning, I would have a 10 a.m. class, so I wake up about nine o'clock to eat breakfast. Um, and then after that, I would go to treatment, you know, get the hamstrings stretched, um, ice and roll and whatever. Um, straight from there, 
usually would want to be at practice an hour early so you can, you know, get the tape you need and other forms of treatment that you need straight to practice. And then uh, some of us do have mandatory study hall hours, so we'd have to crank those out throughout the week and then rest, eat, sleep, repeat. And the study hours, is that just for freshmen or is it everybody? Um, it is mandatory for freshmen, but then it is mandatory for some upperclassmen. So, Meg, you had to do the, the study hours. How was, what was that like? Um, it was tough knowing that you had to get, like, a certain amount of hours in a week. I think it was, like, six hours a week. And, like, with, like, traveling classes and, like, practice, it was, like, tough knowing that if you didn't do it, then there would be, like, punishments for it. So, like, trying to get it all in was tough along with everything else. And, Meg, also, you're, you're from the United Kingdom. So what is it like in the United States for you? What's different in the United States and what... Is it what you expected? Um, I would say it is kind of what I expected, but it's just like a lot busier and like I wouldn't say it's different in many ways. It's just harder, like without having to rely on rely on like family. So it was like different in that aspect. So was there anyone that helped you really settle into things here in the United States? Yeah, I would say people like Mo and like some of the freshmen, like Hannah Hartel, like they really helped, like knowing that their families were also there if I needed, like, family support as well. And going into the more of a soccer theme, Meg, you were selected for the Conference USA All-Freshman team, and Morgan, you were selected on the Conference USA third team. So what do those mean? What do those awards mean to both of you? Um, for me personally, I didn't really know what to expect when coming to the United States. So I didn't really expect, like, what's happened this season. So, like, getting into the All-Freshman team, like, means a lot because it just shows that... I worked hard and did well to get into that sport. Yeah, um, this is the first award I believe I've gotten since I've been here. So it was very exciting to just like see your name in a headline on Twitter and seeing that you got an honorable mention by all the coaches in the conference for, you know, all the hard work that the team and like I put in this fall. And congratulations Thank to both you of you much. for that. Thank you. You're welcome. So what would you say is your biggest strength that got you to this award? Oh, my biggest strength, um, I would just say, like, my worth ethic and just, like, being a team player, like, I always want to see my team doing good and the person next to me, like, doing, like, just as good as me. And for you, Meg? Um, I would say the same, like, working through, like, when things didn't go our way, like, sticking together, like, as a group and, like, being able to, like, lift others on the team up as well to be able to go into the next game with, like, a positive mindset. And I know, Morgan, you were captain for a few games or most of the season because Tesha Shrey got, yeah. got injured. So what was that like, stepping into a bigger leadership role? Um, a big difference. Uh, didn't necessarily feel like a target, but it's kind of like I definitely had to change my mindset. Um, you know, everyone goofs off in practice, but it was time to, like, start taking things a lot more serious, um, being that voice on the field and on and off the field, too, like being that someone that people can go to just just a just a big difference and it really helped um having um Abby Hugh and um yeah Abby Hugh just on the side too so it wasn't like all the pressure was on me but it was different and with that we will take a quick break you're listening to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network the worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall in North Carolina, about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. 
broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Joint Perry Stadium in Bowling Green, Ohio, a stone's throw from I-75. Back inside the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky. And welcome back inside the MAC Center here in Kent, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball preparing to take on the Golden Flashes. From Millet Hall in Oxford, Ohio, the campus of Miami University. Here atop Dowdy Ficklin Stadium in the Emerald City, Greenville, North Carolina. WMUL-FM Huntington. Hello, welcome back to Sports View. I'm your host, Ryan Sirk. I'm joined by Morgan White and Meg Jarvis from the women's soccer team. Excuse me. What was the, the recruiting process like for both of you? I know Meg coming from the UK is probably a bit different than for you, Morgan. Um, the recruiting process for me was like a very long process. I had to go through like a specific agent to be able to help me because otherwise it would have just been a lot. So I had to like get video evidence, like make it into like a whole video. And then like there were so many forms. It took like months and months. And then like talking to like all the different coaches like took a while, but we got there in the end. Um, I'll be honest and say I don't really remember much of my recruiting process because it was a while ago, but I do know that I am very blessed to be in the position that I am in. Um, um, when Kevin Long was here, they recruited me. They were my only offer at the time. I had just came off um, surgery. I had compartments in my shins, and um, at the time, like my recruitment like for my class was ending, and Kevin offered me, and I just remember calling him and say, like, I accept the offer. I'm ready to go to Marshall. And, Meg, what ultimately made you decide Marshall? Because you, you had a lot of different options you mentioned, and what made you decide Marshall's the place for me? Um, when I spoke to, like, Swanee and Dunks, like, it sounded like such a family-based uh, school. And, like, that's what I wanted, especially being, like, so far away from home. I wanted, like, the group to be, like, my group and, like, the coaches to, like, have, like, a relationship with them. So, like... I knew I had people supporting me. And, like, when I first spoke to them, like, I knew that that was the relationship I was going to have. And, Morgan, you mentioned that you were recruited by, by Kevin Long. So what was the, the transition between Kevin Long and Coach Swan? Uh, the transition was very serious. Um, Swan came in um, kind of – he knew what he wanted when he came in, and it was just a matter of – mixing the like different kinds of recruitment groups because you know Kevin had his group of girls like we were all here and now we're working in with um you know Meg and her class so yeah it was just just working in the different the different groups and has that been difficult to kind of build some chemistry between the two groups you could say a little because they are a lot younger than most of us <laughs> and there is like a, a handful of them so it's a little difficult <laughs> yeah I, I meant I noticed that there's a lot of like sophomores and freshmen yeah this year so, so how has it been for the girls that have been returning to kind of embrace it and say okay they kind of look up to us and we have to have a big leadership role yeah it's definitely playing the the big sister role um a lot of them have 
came to us. It just got like a, a number of things. And it's just feels good to know that we are looked up to. But it's also like fun that they do bring out like, you know, the childish side in us as well. And what would you both say to somebody that wants to play college soccer in the United States? Um, personally, I would say just like work hard before you come because it is a massive change from like high school or like for me, like clubs back in England, like it's a lot different, a lot faster. You just have to have like the mentality to like work hard and make sure you like come in at a good level because it will take a lot to like catch back up. Um, yeah, definitely come in in shape. That's like number one, like please come in in shape. But um, anything is possible for anyone. There's uh, plenty of places for anyone to go. Like there, there's there's someone for there's somewhere for everyone. And more, you mentioned coming coming in in shape. And what kind of fitness tests do oh does the team require? Um, the <laughs> the yo yo test, the beep test. Um, and can you take us through what exactly that is? Yes. So um, there are, is a cone. I want to say it's set either twenty or twenty two yards out. Um, and there's a like a sound recording of like a beep that goes off like a certain amount of seconds. Um, it's kind of like the pacer, if you know what that is. I remember that from middle school. Yeah, a little bit. like in PE, but <laughs> uh -huh. it's it um it speeds up and the time in between like it just it gets faster. Um, we coming in, we are required to. I want to say get at least an 18, or that's just what I remember from freshman year was like it, it get an 18 or higher and you're good to go um going into the fall we you know did that fitness test but we didn't really have a goal we just wanted to like see where we were at see where you were at so and the spring does that consist of a lot of conditioning and fitness and strength exercises because you mentioned that you can only train for eight hours mm -hmm. i believe it was i think it's 20 when you are in season yeah so what do those eight hours consist of um I don't really remember much of last spring, but just from the meeting that we had today, like in general, um, there is going to be some conditioning in the in the spring, but not so much, uh, you know, the grind like you would in the fall. So it's basically just keeping us in that shape because, you know, in the spring you do go into your Thanksgiving and your Christmas break where lots of eating and sitting around. So it's good to at least get like some conditioning in. Definitely. <laughs> and Meg, I know... The England doesn't really think that the United States is very good at soccer. <laughs> so did you kind of come in with the mentality that this is going to be pretty easy? No. So when I was actually getting recruited, like, every coach would say that the English have, like, a better soccer brain, but, like, the Americans are, like, more physical and, like, a lot stronger. So, like, I knew it was going to be, like, tough when I was coming in. Um, but compared to the league that I was in before, I would say that it's not that much different but I wouldn't have thought it was going to be easy when I came in or that I thought it was easy when I did come in. And a question for both of you is that we mentioned that the spring is going to be more of kind of practices and things like that. What do you want to improve on as a player? Um, as a player, I would really want to improve on definitely in the air. Like, I know I'm not the tallest person, so... You're pretty fast. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that, but... Um, I'm not. I feel like out of the air is probably my biggest downfall to my game. And what about for you, Meg? Um, for me, I would say just like getting more consistency on things like such 
such as my shooting because like in my position it's like a major aspect of it so to be more consistent to like make the team more successful and I would also say like to be like more mentally positive and like make it harder for like things to get to me so I like am more concentrated throughout the game. And with these drills how important is it to balance both right and left foot? Um, It is important because like as a forward, like, you never know, like, what side you'll be on, like, where you'll be shooting th from. So it is, like, useful to, like, be strong on both feet and not, like, let one foot overpower you. So it's just useful in, like, all the aspects. Yeah, you're, you'll, you'll never know when that, that the one shot could be, like, with your left foot and that could be, like, the game-winner decision. It's, it's, I would say it's very important to have that aspect to, like, your game. Definitely. And Morgan, we talked a little bit about leadership and going into your senior season next season. Do you think you're ready to embrace that bigger, even bigger leadership role than you had this season? I'm definitely ready. I'm already thinking about the fall. Excited. Um, I'm not sure how many incoming freshmen we have now, but I do know that they're definitely going to look up to us. Um, just knowing when they even came to our, you know, official, they had like a whole bunch of questions and I would say that they're ready to. And what are your guys' expectations for that next fall season? What do you guys think, as a team, you guys can improve on? Um, and the team goals, you could say. Um, I would definitely say winning is definitely a big team goal of ours. Um, we are so much better than, you know, what our, like, records show to be. Um, definitely the team chemistry as well. Like like I said before, we had a lot of newcomers and plenty of injuries. We were moving people around and the season just really wasn't in our favor, but I can definitely say like in the fall we're working towards just being better, connecting more and just figuring out the little things to up our game. Team chemistry was something that we mentioned a little bit before. And Meg, what was like the moment you realized like wow, I do really belong here and I really feel a part of a team. Um, it was actually when I scored my first goal at home and, like, everyone just, like, bombarded me. And then when I came off, like, all the coaches and, like, all the people in the stands were, like, cheering for me. And I was like, this is the right place for me. Like, I'm going to do well here. And is that your favourite moment since being here at Marshall? Yeah, or when I scored those two goals, they were good goals and it just felt good. And what about you, Morgan? What's your favourite moment so far? Uh, my favorite moment for the fall season? Just your martial career. Okay, definitely uh, getting a header goal at FAU. Like, that was just so awesome to me. Like, I've never, that's like my second header goal ever in my entire life. <laughs> and you, it was very fun. You mentioned you're not <laughs> much of an aerial threat, you could say. So <laughs> no. that, that's definitely something I'm sure that made you proud. <laughs> and... Have you ever thought about playing a different position? I know you both are forwards. Has Coach Swan ever thought about, hey, maybe they can play in the midfield or as a defender? Um, I feel like if I was put to the test, I could definitely do it. I think if I'm coached correctly, I could definitely be a more versatile player. I played defense, like, way back when, but nothing now, just offense. And what about you, Meg? Um, I would say the same, like, if – we got coached correctly, would be able to do it. But, like, this, like, a full season, I also played as, like, the number 10 in some games. So, like, I was able to adjust to, like, the different things that I had to do. But definitely with the coaching, we would definitely be able to do more roles. And you mentioned, Meg, 
playing as the number 10, what was the biggest difference playing that center attacking mid role rather than as a striker? Um, as a 10, you have to be like more aware. So like you're getting the ball and you have to like be able to like turn and like just keep possession. You have to be like more relaxed on the ball, which is a big thing. And like just keep your composure. I know it can be difficult in the midfield. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So that's definitely a, a big strength, you could say, for a midfielder. Yeah, I agree. And with that, we will take a quick break. You're listening to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back to Raleigh, North Carolina, here high atop Carter Finley Stadium. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome inside Memorial Coliseum in Lexington, Kentucky. The Thundering Herd will be taking on the number 22 team in the country here in the fifth oldest stadium in college football, Nippert Stadium. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back, everyone, to Lexington, Kentucky. It is still survive in advance time. Welcome back in to Fifth Third Arena, Cincinnati, Ohio. The Marshall Thundering Herd lead the 24th ranked team in the country, the Cincinnati Bearcats, back here at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Hello, welcome back to Sports View. I'm Ryan Cirque. Joining alongside me is Meg Jarvis and Morgan White from the women's soccer team. What do you guys want to do when you do graduate? What, what's your majors? Um, I'm a health science major. And what is it that you want to do when, when you graduate? Um, I know I can go into uh, pre-veterinary work, so I'm hoping that's where I go. But I like literally just declared um, health science this fall. So I'm still trying to figure things out. And what about you, Meg? Um, my major is exercise science and like I haven't fully decided but I've been looking at like a personal trainer or like something working alongside like a sports team with like their strength. I know Sam Black is the personal trainer for the soccer team. Is that something you would like to do? Yeah, that's, that's literally it really. Have you talked a little bit about what that would all entail? And um. I just asked him like what he studied because I knew that was like along the lines and we studied the same thing and he said if you just like do the course, get good grades then it will open up so many more offers as well as his job. To wrap this segment of Sports View up, who would you say is this, the funniest player on the team? <laughs> I would say definitely Abby Hill. Like you never know what will come out of her. Yeah, she I, literally, I agree. She has like the most energy on the team. She's literally always... She just doesn't stop. So Abby Hughes is yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. She's, she's up there. For sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining me on this edition of Sports View. I'm your host, Ryan Serkin. Uh, again, thank you, Morgan White and Meg Jarvis, for joining me here today. Thank you. Thank you. That will do it for this edition of Sports View. You're listening. You listen to Sports View on the Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network.
Thanks for listening to the award-winning Sports View. Tune in again next week at 7 p.m. for more Sports View on the worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage, WMUL 88.1. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Marshall sports journalism graduates learn transferable skills that score competitive careers. It's time for you to get in the game. Critical thinking, communication, and commitment to accuracy are desired skills in an expanding job market. Sports journalism and sports communication careers are some of the most coveted positions in the country. The Marshall University School of Journalism and Mass Communications is ready and eager to help you start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Does showing up for work at a ballpark or an arena sound good to you? A Marshall University sports journalism degree can get you there. Sports journalism in Marshall is important. It's serious and it's big business. Sports media and communications careers are some of the most competitive and marketable worldwide in a multi-billion dollar industry. We'll prepare you to think critically, report accurately, and artfully tell the stories on and off the field or court. If this sounds like you, the Marshall School of Journalism is ready and eager to start your journey. Learn more at marshall.edu sojmc. Hey man, you dropped something. That